This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. All right, welcome to Unlocking Astrology with the founder of Unlock Astrology, Mr. Samuel Reynolds. Is unlockingastrology.com or unlock astrology? Unlock astrology. Unlockastrology.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, today is Virgo. Today is Virgo's day. And we were having an off mic conversation about people, you know, both of us being some, you know, amateur or maybe professional uh, cultural anthropologists. I probably mistakenly said that the Virgo is the only human sign in the zodiac. Is it? Is it the only no, human? No, no, it's not. Okay. Is it the Here first least- human? Is the first human? No, Gemini. Gemini? Okay, twins. You're right. All right. All right. Educate us, sir. Let me shut up because I obviously don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, Virgo is the sixth sign of the zodiac. It's kind of the midpoint. Well, not kind of. It is pretty much at that point going toward the midpoint. And, you know, a lot of people have this perception that about Virgo, that Virgo is about perfectionism, um, cleanliness, you know, and having everything neat and that Virgoan people are consistently always neat and perfectionistic. And that is not my experience. Um, It's not to say then that they're completely disorderly, it's just the opposite, but it's more so to think um, in a different range. And I think the key word that people can use or key words for Virgo are efficiency and preparation. Virgos like to be prepared. They wanna be ready. Okay. so. um, I believe that Virgos and Taurians have similar uh, proclivities, except I, I say Virgos are more righteous. Like we, we'll move in a way that looks similar, but they're more righteous. I think of Ashford and Simpson, you know, mm-hmm. um, the, the combination works well. My, my, first, my first college roommate, my only college roommate was a Virgo. I didn't know it. She was my best friend throughout my college years and, and beyond. My brother's a Virgo. Like I'm surrounded by Virgos and, and I seem to really work well with them because it's like they get me in a way as a Taurus, we can be misunderstood by some folk, you know, who are oh, you're so whatever. There's there's this chemistry that seems to work. I don't know what, what that is. And eventually we'll get to, you know. Well, no, I can tell you. Oh, okay. You're both okay. earth signs. So it's the oh. second earth sign after Taurus. So there's a way in which you have, you know, again, just to review briefly, the elements, elements, we can think of like belonging to a family, right? There's ways in which you get, you know, each other, you know, like my fire sign wife talking about, I must express myself and I want to do this and adventure. And I'm like, well, why? Right. Whereas another fire sign will really understand that and be attuned, you know, like, oh yeah, let's just go burn ourselves out and just you know, have fun and just, you know, it's like, kind of like, you know, watching a kid like chasing its own butt, you know, <laughs> you know, like, okay, I know I've offended all the fire signs for that, but that's how it can look to the non-fire sign people, right? There's a way in which you have the sense of, you know, connection. So in earth signs, you feel the sense of grounding, the sense of like, okay, we said we're going to do such and such at such a time, we're going to do this, you know, there's also an understanding in terms of the relationship to the material, you know, like what time is dinner, right? It's like dinner, you know, we're going to have it. It's going to be ready. There's ex- expectations where it's like, you know, you might talk to a water sign. It's like, well, I didn't feel like it. What do you mean you didn't feel like it? Who cares you didn't feel like it? You talk to a fire sign. It's like, do we really need to eat? Couldn't we just take a pill or something? Like, what are you talking about? 
right? So it's a grounding that you can have with another um, earth sign like Virgo. Virgo though is different from Taurus because Taurus is a fixed water earth sign. And then we have a more mutable, changeable sign, a sign of Mercury with Virgo. Hmm. And for them, you might think like, then that means they're wishy-washy. That's not exactly what it means. That's the readiness part. Kind of like, I'm, I'm analyzing, I'm looking at things with the idea, with the intention that I can improve it, that it wants to be better, that it can be better, that by going through a process, by going through some measure of method, that it will be better, right? So that's why I say readiness and efficiency. The efficiency part is that Virgos will think about what becomes the most efficient way by which to get a task, a process finished. So, you know, when I first went to a Virgo's home and it was a mess rather than, you know, as neat as I thought Virgos would be, I kind of was baffled, you know, and I was like, well, maybe this is a weird Virgo or maybe this is blah, blah, blah. Then I saw it a few more times. Now, there are definitely some Virgos I've gone, you know, homes I've gone into. Desks are immaculate. You know, everything is neat, you know, organized, whatever. Until I started realizing that there is a pattern. So in those messy homes of those Virgos, what I realized is that it was most efficient for them to have a messy home because something else was occupying their attention right? Meaning that I had to get my work done. You know, I'm working on this project. I'm doing my music, right? There are a lot of Virgos involved in music yeah. and intellectual endeavors. Shout out mm -hmm. to my girl, uh, Pebbles. Hey, Pebbles. Hey, Pete. Shout yeah. out to Raphael Sadiq. Uh, uh, oh my Ludacris. goodness. Beyonce. Ludacris. Uh, Ludacris. Come on. Come on. There's a lot of you know, I once had a, a debate on Twitter, you know, on, you know, which oh, sign had the wait, most- Wait, hold on. Do, Michael Jackson. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we, we definitely have to talk about Michael. <laughs> we have to talk about Michael and we have to talk, I'm, I'm definitely going to talk about Beyonce. But, um, but yeah, I once had a debate on Twitter on, you know, which sign had the most people in, in hip hop, whatever. And it turns out really it's between two signs. And they're both signs of Mercury, Gemini and Virgo, right? Which makes sense. You know, Mercury is the communicator talking, blah, blah, blah. But it's not just hip hop, right? It's all anything that relates to like, like a lot of performance and performers are Virgos. And I, I thought for a long time that the best performers, I should say actors, we're going to be Leos, right? I was like, it must be the Leos, right? You know, again, early stages of learning astrology and just going with sun signs. So I was like, oh, it must be the Leos. It's not. It's actually the earth signs. It's Virgo, right? And it's also going to be, in terms of putatively, it's whoever has won the most Academy Awards has been the um, Capricorns, right? But let's go back to Virgo. So, you know, you look at Sean Connery, you look at... Um, you look at, you know, he's a, he's a Virgo. Um, and then you look at Michael Jackson. So I just knew now, sidereally, if you get into sidereal astrology, Michael Jackson is a Leo, right? But what makes sense for me as a Virgo, I mean, for him as a Virgo, is if you watch him and you watch his process and you've watched him over the years, first off, 
anybody who's kind of done the boogaloo and kind of knows these movements, right? It's you, you start off small with these incremental movements, right? And then as you get more competence with them in terms of having them in flow, you make them look effortless. That's what Michael would do. He would be the master of micro movements and taking those micro movements, stringing them along, right? In terms of the efficiency, paying attention to detail and then just make them effortless, which is what he did with his moonwalk. It doesn't mean I can do it, but you get the idea, right? right? You can do it a little bit. So you, you, you see that, that level of attention to detail. It's something I also talked about with Beyonce. So I mentioned Whitney Houston when I talked about Leo and how she had the raw power of her voice. Now, Beyonce may not have that same magnitude of power, but she does have through attention to detail, attention to mastery, to discipline, to structure, to process, she does have attention to, you know, managing the power that she does have, you know, um, so much so that she's built an empire, <laughs> right? I mean, like the magnitude of what Beyonce has done, you know, as a performer, as an icon, you know, really testifies to the sense of not just beauty, but also in terms of workmanship. And I think that's another key word to think about with Virgo, craftsmanship, workmanship. So it's interesting, I, I mentioned to you, I think privately that if you think about the movie, you know, Dreamgirls with Jay Hud, Anika Noni Rose, um, and Beyonce, all three of those Dreamgirls are Virgos, right? And they're born within days of each other, right? And what's significant about that is that on some level, what was the symbol for Virgo? The virgin, you know, holding a chaff of wheat, right? It's kind of this way in which they embody not perfectionism, but the readiness, the rightness, the, the ready to, the, the ability to deal with the embodiment of things and wanting to embody those things as a vehicle toward, you know, bringing something into the world. And so that brings into like, you know, the problems that people have with Virgos, because I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the, you know, the problems people, and the, the people that, you know, the problems that people have with Virgos often is that they're so damn critical. Why are they so critical, <laughs> right? And it's understandable, right, um, to some degree. What, what happens with Virgo is that they have the running assumption, whether you want to look at that as right or wrong, that you want to be your best self. So if you come out with high water pants and, you know, showing some measure of your socks, you know, that, you know, too much of your leg or whatever, they're going to just be like, I guess I'm speaking about men, but I guess it could be for women too. You know, they're just going to be like, why are you wearing that? Right. And it just comes out, you know, boom. And, and you're like, well, what do you, what do you mean wearing what? Because they're going with the assumption, like, you want to represent yourself and look at your best. Right. You know, or like if you come out with your shirt, something crazy, like your inside, your shirt inside out, like, did you get dressed in the dark? Like, why are you doing that? So people like, they just pick and nitpick at every little thing. And I love that you're saying that right now, Sam. Um, and I, I think for the Virgos out there, it's like, that's a light bulb moment. 
And I guess the question people should ask themselves is, do you want to be your best self? And that's, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of Virgo. And, but the wisdom of Virgo also is learning when to, I guess maybe this is called, I don't know, entrainment or some measure of invitation. You know, it's, it's going rather than just your assumption on what should be correct. It's kind of like, how do I build a relationship with this person so that we can come to some measure of a, agreement on what might be the best course of action, which might also be silence. <laughs> it's like, well, let me fail. Let me do this thing. Let me whatever. Um, I think that's generally true for, I guess, a good measure of the mutable signs, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, Pisces, but particularly the first three I listed. You know, with Virgos, you know, they may need to learn to ask, are you open to feedback? Mm. Right? That might be a whole big moment for them rather than thinking like, oh, well, let me just offer it because obviously you, you don't want to look like that. You don't want your resume to look like that. Your resume looks like you just threw some words on it, right? Rather than like, okay, I'm glad you've done this. This is, you know, that you've, you've put together your resume. That's a great first step. Are you open to feedback? Are you looking for any feedback? And the person's like, no, no, I'm just going to submit as is. Now, the Virgo has to kind of go through the motions and learn like, okay, this is making me mad, uncomfortable. I'm looking at it, but I should say something, but they just told me no, which means no. No means no. No means no, which means then you don't feel like you have to be the Archangel Michael and say like, no, I want to be the savior here. You don't have to do that. So, and that's the other thing, because sometimes Virgo, whether we're talking about in other signs or for other planets, Venus and Virgo, especially where they think being the helpmate or being helpful means that you are the help, you know, like I have to do this. Who else is going to do it? They become martyrs. And this goes back to something that I've talked about where you can have the inversion of the other sign, you know, what's usually associated with martyrdom is Pisces, but you know, there's an inflection that can happen between all the signs. I mentioned this with Taurus and Scorpio. I mentioned with Gemini and Sagittarius and Cancer and Capricorn, Leo and Aquarius. The same is true for Virgo and Pisces. So there's a way in which Virgo, by wanting to participate in the process of readiness, helping others um, situate things for people, they can get too caught up in, in terms of you know, looking out for other people, not also thinking about their interests, which brings me to some some deep um, things to talk about. One thing I mentioned to wait, you wait, before. before you get there, I just want to okay. pause in, in this moment. Um, the, the need to be right or they, they're perceived to have a need to be right. That's correct. Be right. But is it also like the 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 need to be right? in that moment, you know, how, how does someone navigate that? Because the need to be right is a good thing, right? To be correct in a moment. How, how is, if people are dealing with Virgos, how do you deal with the need? I call it righteousness. You know, there's like, if it's wrong, the Virgos that I've dealt with, they're not doing it. And they're hmm. unafraid. You mean ethically wrong or just not, doesn't, it's not done well. Well, I mean, I know I have a Virgo in my life uh, who doesn't care about ethics. So no, it's there's a there's a due north with them. You know, there's mm -hmm. a right and wrong, and not necessarily ethically. 
Yes, that's true. And what what happens? What I would say to to them, you know, it is good to be attentive to um, standards, right? Until standards get in your way, you know. Mm-hmm. What I I say about, and this is true for, you know, a lot of activists. You know, do you want to be right or do you want to win? Right. Um, and so when the Virgo gets to the point that they're willing to lose in order to be right, what's that doing for you? How's that working for you? Right. In my estimation, you know, I don't think that really works. Right. If you have to, if, if, if you go by the deadline, you know, or go past the deadline for just because you wanted to get something so meticulously in order, like you were really trying to align this R right at the margin, right? You know, and so you just wanted to look right because it just annoyed you that you couldn't really move on. And this is a Virgo problem. <laughs> you couldn't move on. You're losing the battle, right? That's, it's not worth it. And I think that's one of the things they have to learn. That also can be tied up with their, the need to be helpful, to kind of make things right. You know, sometimes it's like, let, let, let it be good enough as part of the process. Mm. You know, and that's the key thing of understanding the dimension of the process. You know, one of the things that's interesting, I was going to say about, you know, dealing with the deeper aspects of Virgo as we, you know, relate to what we, we talk about in terms of our people. So it's believed that the first indentured Africans came during the time of Virgo, toward the end of August. You know, we don't have the exact date we just have a conjecture for a date. I believe it's like the 28th or something like this of August, 1619. And um, I often think about that, you know, this doesn't go to the supposition that, oh, we are Virgo people. You know, I know people get into that. No, we are Pisces people. We're cancer people. You know, if that floats your boat, whatever, that's fine. But you can meditate on different dimensions of sign or signatures for all kinds of people. The United States has, for instance, several different charts we can use. So there's several different charts that can be applicable to us, right? But if we think about ourselves in terms of Virgo, I've often thought about in rereading and looking at Carter G. Woodson's Miseducation of the Negro, how we can get so much caught up in Virgo, you know, like having the right shoes, the right look, coordinated things that we get. This is things that Carter G. Woodson talked about, you know, like how we have you know, all the fastidiousness within our homes, but I'm like, you broke, <laughs> right? You're not thinking about the long-term aspects of, you know, how you, you build and work with what you have, right? Where you can be service-oriented, but you're not in control of the service, right? You know, I think a lot too, in terms of the arguments that we've had in, in you know, not just the diaspora, but in terms of especially black American dialogue, you know, if we read the 19th century critically, I think Booker T. Washington and W.E.B. Du Bois both had a point. You know, we seem to, you know, in the early 20th century, like, nah, Booker T. was just wrong. You know, nah, nah, you know, we need a talented tent, blah, blah, blah. You know, when I went with, a, with more of a critical eye and looked at Booker T, 
who was, a, I believe, was a Taurus. I mean, he actually may have been at the end of Aries. We don't have a birth date for him, a clear birth date, but some more recently, it's believed that he was Aries. But you know, sometimes I read his his biography. I think Taurus. But um, one thing that he talks about, speaking of service, he was very clear, like we be that we should be in control of building the bricks and making all these things, that we be the bedrock. And he thought it in terms of like being accepted by white society. So that is definitively respectability politics, true. But there's a lot of power in that too though. Like if you have the foundation for how something works, then nothing, and you couple that with like the idea of governmental power, you're forced to be reckoned with. And Tuskegee, Tuskegee's still here. Right. So I think when we, you know, and, and it's interesting to me also in terms of de dealing with Virgo, there are a lot of Black intellectuals who are Virgos. Sonia Sanchez, Richard Wright, um, Dream Hampton. Wow. Um, uh, Eddie Glaude. I think Jelani Cobb is on, he's August 21st. So he's on a quote unquote cusp, it depends on what time he was born. I have to ask Fred um, at some particular point if he'll ever tell me. He's an atheist, so Fox old atheist, as he says, so he probably may never say. Um, I'm blanking, I, I mentioned Richard Wright, but there's just so many, um, Imani Perry, right? There's just a, this, this list of people. And when I think about that, I think we're dealing with the analytical, you know, readiness aspect of a Virgo, you know, like how can we be better prepared as a people? How can I be better prepared to deal with this world? And, and you know, people talk about the analyzing part of Virgo, but they don't realize that the analyzing function of a Virgo is to see how things compartmentalize or come together toward like a particular process. So yeah, I think that's, you know, a, a key element of understanding Virgo in both in the larger sphere, but in the microsphere, the day to day, it's kind of like, you know, you call them in when you will, when you want to know, you know, if something's correct, you know, you talked about it as right, but I would also say it's correct. And also, you know, the sign that I associated, I associate with, well, actually, if you need a well actually moment, call a Virgo, right? <laughs> because then, you know, they'll be like, well, actually, it's this. And I, and I have like my cadre of Virgos where I need, like, even with astrology or particular things, like, oh, does Heraclitus talk about this or blah, blah, blah? Or this is... Well, yeah, actually, I think, you know, they just get into that. They nerd out. Um, there's a Virgo I love on Twitter and Instagram you know, lover or, or hater, um, Trudy. I don't know Trudy's last name, but she's just known as Trudy on, um, she can be well actually in terms of like looking at facts, data, information, um, so much so that, you know, a lot of her work has been pilfered by white and black academics, you know, without attribution. Mm. So yeah, there, you know, and one thing I didn't know um, that I should talk about as I round things up out is that I didn't know before I got on Twitter, a lot of people hate Virgos because I didn't have that experience. I don't have 
that relationship with them. But a lot of people hate Virgos. And I've often thought about that, you know, since I don't have that. I've already confessed the sign I had a problem with. And then, you know, the universe, and this is a caution in general for people. Be careful of the sign you hate because it's the part of yourself that you haven't really dealt with. Come on. Right? Um, And so for me, and I'll come back to Virgo in a second, for me, it was Sagittarius. You know, I was like, why do they lie all the time? Right? And until I realized it wasn't lying, and I'll get to this more when I get to Sagittarius, but it was exaggeration. And then I had to look at my relationship to exaggeration and enthusiasm. So that was my thing. So when people talk about Virgos, and they say, like, I hate Virgos, I'm like, well, what is that? Is that the, the critical faculties that they have that you, you want to somehow be above or beyond criticism? Mm. Or you haven't dealt with the internalized criticism of particular family members. And by virtue of that, because you haven't dealt with it, then you just rather like keep it up in a, you know, sealed in a locked closet of your mind, because then you feel safe rather than grown. Um, So I think, I think that's one particular thing. Um, There can be ways in which Virgos, by being a sign of Mercury, can be cutting and they can be, you know, they can be vicious, right? I mean, that's one thing that we haven't talked about. There is a there's this aspect of Virgo with that righteousness when it goes too far. We saw some of that. I, I call it the fighting. There, there are two types of Virgos. There's there's a, a fighting Virgo that uh, will go from zero to I'll whoop your ass in two seconds. Like I'll cut you. It, <laughs> it is amazing to watch. But what I've learned is that they have taken so much that they didn't respond by the time they have been done with it, they've already processed. You have already violated me to this point. I've allowed you to do that. And now it looks like I'm going from zero to I'll whoop your ass or I'm going, I'm whooping your ass to I've let you get away with this. And now enough. And then it's on and popping. My it's favorite, watch it. My I'm, favorite public takedown from a Virgo was Chris Christie taking down Marco Rubio before he exited the presidential election in 2016. Like he, you know, Chris Christie's a Virgo. And yeah, Virgos, you know, you talked about where they sometimes can be compromised in ethics. Anthony Weiner, Virgo, and Chris Christie, <laughs> Virgo, wow. right? Both <laughs> have these wonky ethics, but Chris Christie, you know, basically, you know, Mark Ru- Marco Rubio kept jabbing at him. He's like, all right, you know, I can't exactly remember what was the final jab, but it was enough that took the balloon out of Marco Rubio's rise, right? And he knew it. Chris Christie's a very smart man. Virgos often are very smart people. I have not met, to my knowledge, any Virgos where I'm just like, wow, you might be dumb, right? <laughs> now, I, you know, I'm saying this, you know, like, aren't you an astrologer? So aren't you supposed to be compassionate and open to people? I'm human, you know, right? And so I have a moment where I look at people, I'm like, no, but I, I haven't, had that moment with a Virgo. Um, so Chris Christie knew what he was doing. <laughs> he, he's, I think he even said it, you know, let me take you out with me. So they can have some measure of that sensibility. Now, um, this is a tangent because we're gonna talk later another time about Libra, but one of the things I'm gonna talk about with Libra is something called the Zodiac Mafia. And there's three signs that I tell people not to mess with 
and or if they mess with them, they mess with them at their peril. There's Libra, there's Capricorn, and Pisces. But I still debate whether I should put Virgo in. I right? think when should, I, I think you should definitely I know Virgos tell me this every year when I talk about it, and they're like, yo, you should put you no, know, but the only problem I have with putting Virgo in is that Virgos have this moment because they are a mutable sign where then they, you know, devise the plan, the idea for revenge and getting back and blah, blah, blah. And then, then they kind of anguish and, you know, think and rethink and think more on execution. <laughs> and then they miss the, the window. That's the problem with Virgo. Cause it's like, then they kind of like, well, cause they're processors and the mutable signs are processors which drive me crazy. I mean, I'm just, this is personally, you know, they'll say like, you know, picking up a card, you know, I picked up this card. Well, you know, in this one particular book, it means this. And I looked in two other books and it meant something else. And then I've been thinking about, and you're like, damn, wow. There's a lot of data that you're managing with this. And maybe just go with the one that just comes from your intuition. I, I don't want to deal with my intuition, right? <laughs> I want to be right. I want to be right, which can be their fault. Mm. Whereas the other signs that I'm talking about, especially even Pisces, once they're they have an inner conviction, then that's all they need. We watched this movie last night. It was out in 2008. So, I mean, many of you probably have seen it. Doubt. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Meryl Streep and yeah, uh, well, Meryl Streep Viola and, Davis. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, you know, Meryl Streep, you know, it was like she had this inner conviction, right? That's all she needed. Like, did you have any proof? Nope. That, that could be more Pisces. Virgo is kind of like, well, I'm, I'm putting the the proof together and I have this taking photos blah 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 screenshots so what's the best like you know as you put your team together or you know your building I like that what's the best co configuration or the best role for a Virgo on your quality team? control quality that was, control that was quick yeah they're excellent quality control at and you know analyzing data, uh, the compilation of the data in terms of what it means and where to put it, where to put it to use. You know, you know, the thing that can happen with Gemini as another sign of Mercury is that they can have a lot of assortment of facts. And then you might ask them, especially the Taurus, like, well, what do I do with that? I don't know, which is interesting. Whereas Virgo is more Vulcan, more Spock-like and saying like, I think with that, we could do this, 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 and this in this particular way. Um, they're looking more for the practical applications of things with that, that sense of research and understanding things. Um, and, you know, the only problem is that they can get into the paralysis of analysis um, if they're dealing with too many factors, which then leads us to the next sign because that's the answer to it. Um, mm -hmm. The cardinal sign that kind of breaks through and is like, okay, we have the facts, but now how do we balance them out? How do we weigh them out? And finally, because I, you know, I absolutely love keeping, I love having Virgos in my life. I just, so do I. I didn't know as a young person that I collected Virgos until I looked up and I was like, oh, that person's a Virgo. I, that's why I love, you know, because I like, I need to be corrected. Like I left on my own devices, scorched earth, everybody's trampled, people just, you know, it's just, I'm full steam ahead. A Virgo is going to tap me on the shoulders, unafraid, and say, mm -mm, "You probably shouldn't do that." And I'm going to listen because it's been my experience. When I listen, 
it turns out right. So they can see, uh, yeah, they can see more of the factors involved. I mean, the data sets, you know, whatever you want to describe it, um, because that's what they're also good at. So, so as we move forward now, and I love that you said like a lot of the times the things that we don't like in another sign and that can go for human beings, of course, are the things that we ourselves are struggling with. I think this process of unlocking astrology for me is really self-examination, as we said before, self-exploration and trying to get to an understanding of who we are, because you said all of the signs exist within us. That's true. So it's mm -hmm. just going through like, where's the Virgo here? And, uh, you know, if I don't like that, why is that bothering me? And let me examine myself instead of that person. I love that. All right. So final thing, uh, your favorite Virgo. <laughs> this may surprise her. Dream Hampton. Really? Mm. I like Dream too. Dream, Dreams, Dreams Fire. Um, powerhouse. And then, oh, well. Yeah, Dream Hampton living, right, in terms of, you know, a, even public Virgo. Um, and then... And for people who don't know, Dream Hampton uh, took took out uh, R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. uh, just most recently, you know, her, you know. And then the other public Virgo who is not with us anymore is Richard Wright. Complicated man, complicated legacy. But, you know, his... Is analysis, you know, especially at this formative period in our history, Black history, um, was profound. And he was also instrumental and inspiring, inspiring to, you know, other authors that we've come to love, like uh, Ralph Ellison um, and James Baldwin. So mm -hmm. I think, you know, and yeah, he wasn't perfect and he, he wasn't always, <laughs> you know, he did find some meticulous expression for his Virgo-ness toward the end of his life with his haikus. You know, I thought, yeah, as a novelist, he, you know, he, he struggled. But, you know, in terms of dealing with succinctness and kind of getting to that level of precision, he really got into that through haikus. Wow. Um, of course, my, my favorite is uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, just because I, I think he was so misunderstood. And I also love Barry White uh who's another Virgo on the acting side Tatiana Mislani from Orphan Black mm -hmm. who could play all of these different characters and uh, I don't know if you've watched the Orphan Black series but um I haven't I just think okay. I saw one episode okay it is is interesting but she literally could transform herself into all of these multiple and they were different people um and I think that's so Virgo uh, on some level you know, which you didn't talk about the ability when, when you talked about mutability, there's there's that part, even though they're so righteous and direct, there's also this part where they can be no, so that's that's absolutely spot on. I mean, even um, you know, my my friend, maybe she might be mad, like you didn't list me as your favorite Virgo, Anika Noni Rose. Um wait, you're friends with her? <laughs> She's amazing. Okay, She's amazing. I'll get to you. She another um, mutable, another person who could play that when she was in power. Who was she? she was scary? in power. I mean, like, I mean, you know, she definitely is someone that Hollywood needs to recognize more. I agree. Um, you know, when she played Kizzy, she gave us a whole different. Oh my Kizzy. god! Wait, she was in um, what was the the Kerry Washington in the fire? Something in the fire? Something happened to the fire? The things left in the fire? The things. All right, you don't know what I'm talking about. Y'all do. Y'all no. hit it in the comments. Kerry Washington and uh, Reese Witherspoon. 
an amazing short series. Oh, how can we forget this Virgo? I mean, you're probably gonna be like, of course we can forget that Virgo, but this is very important. Tyler Perry. And I thought oh, of- Yes. I thought yes. of Tyler because I was thinking of Anika and her portrayal, I think the woman in yellow in, you know, for Color Girls. Um, because we can't forget that he did that. Now, I'm, I'm going to say something about Virgos with Tyler. Wait, wait, wait. Um, let me just finish the, the fire thing. Yeah. Uh, she was in it maybe one or two episodes and murdered it. All right, so we can move on. She, no, she man, she, she murders everything that she, she touches. Okay, I mean, so literally. Tyler Perry. Especially if you, anyone has seen Jingle Jangle, right? I mean, oh. so that was also phenomenal. But Tyler Perry, you know, and I, I went through my bourgeoisie moment like everyone else has, you know, like, why does he make films like this? You know, blah, blah, blah. Realizing like, okay, I may not be his, his audience, whatever. However you feel about Tyler Perry, here's one thing we can't take away from this man, right? Is that he has built this empire and he has, again, going with that service orientation, but to a better sensibility, you know, by buying these acres of land, having the studio. Now there are more people who are producing films in Atlanta on his grounds than almost anyone else. Yes. Right. That's a lesson, right? And people get into like their feels and like, well, I don't like that, blah, blah, blah. It, who cares? What can you learn? This is the, the key thing of learning things through astrology. It's like, rather than being all up in your feels all the time about what you like and dislike, right? What can you learn? And that is a Virgo sensibility. So, I mean, he learned. He and, knew and, I'm sorry, because I... Yeah, we got I'm not an astrologist, but I have experience with these folk and it's little fires everywhere. It just came to me. Um, they also don't give a F what you think, mm -hmm. which is a, a trait that I absolutely love. Tyler Perry didn't give a F that y'all thought him in the dress, the, the chitlin circuit, he care. could give a F. He had a vision and a plan and you were not going to take him off his course because of your opinions. They don't care about your opinions. I love that about Virgos. Ooh, they don't care. Okay. And, and that vision right, is what has led him to have a, a unfettered, unparalleled success. Yeah. To, yep. And leverage. I mean, that's a key word. I mean, not just success in terms of like how white people de define it, but the leverage to be able to do what he wants to do. And mm -hmm. I'm just going to say it, you know, some people are going to be mad at me, but, you know, Spike can't do that. So. On that note, uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> what you're not going to do is get me involved in the spike slander on this program anyway samuel reynolds thank you and like Virgo. spike but i'm just like I mean, just all right well all right real. hit us in the comments hit the like button share this with folk follow sam at unlock astrology at unlock astrology on the twitters uh next up libra y'all uh put your seatbelts on thanks sam. yeah